This episode of Toes on the Line is brought to you by Thorn. Thorn has the most extensive line of NSF certified for sport products. To receive 20% off any Thorn product, simply go to my website, coachgeograssi.com, and become a subscriber. Welcome to the Toes and Line Podcast. I'm Gio Grassi, and this is take two. I forgot to hit the record button for about 20 damn minutes, and Coach Lockwood is a rock star talking about all the stuff she's done with women's basketball and her women's soccer programs down at University of Houston. And I'm probably the most complete idiot known to mankind for having to not record it and start this podcast episode. Coach, I apologize. If you want to reintroduce yourself. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is what? <laughs> Here we go. Let's go. Let's run it back. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. You're totally good. It literally happened to the best of us. If I, <laughs> that this can is only highly unacceptable. That. This is un- <laughs> un- unprofessional. <laughs> Totally good. So my name is Coach Lockwood. I am here at University of Houston. I am director um, of sports performance for women's basketball and women's soccer. And um, I've been here about a year. Um, I got here last February. Um, I started my career five years in being um, in strength conditioning. I started my career off at my alma mater, Arizona, where I played soccer. Um, and then I was there with my strength coach, who I love, my like greatest mentor ever, Jim Crumpos. Um, And then from there, I went to UNLV. I worked with football for the year. Absolutely love that. I have a big football background. My dad has coached football my whole entire life. So that was awesome to kind of be on the other side of that as a strength and conditioning intern um, and kind of being able to be a part of a program and help build it up from that side instead of being on the family side. Um, And then from UNLV, I went to East Tennessee State and I worked with women's basketball and assisted with the men's. I was a GA there, finished my master's in sports management um, and became full-time there. Um, for a short period of time before transitioning um, here last February um, to University of Houston. Awesome. That was spot on, just like the last time. <laughs> now, I want to ask you a new question that I didn't ask you earlier when I forgot to hit the record button. Now, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just going to say it for you. Everyone wants to know probably why or how you ended up in uh, Arizona from a Philly girl. Uh, I'll just break. Spoiler alert. Her dad's a coach. They went there. Ha ha. Ha what was I going to say? Be, now, check this out, because I'm just thinking about this now. Um, being a daughter of a football coach or just a coach in general, was coaching something you always saw yourself doing because your dad did it? Or is it just like you fell in love with it because of the processes that you've been through? So honestly, that's a funny story. I My undergrad is in criminal justice. And so oh, okay. I actually wanted to be a special agent with the alcohol, tobacco and firearms. Um honestly, throughout my whole college school and like my whole undergrad. Um, and so I was interning my senior year. I was interning with, um, the bureau in Tucson and the, um, Tucson police department and all of that. And I loved it. And then after I graduated, I, um, had started working at LA fitness, just like to stay in the gym and just to be able to, um, I was doing um, personal training, like selling personal training and doing personal training at LA fitness, just because I wanted to stay active, stay in the gym while studying for my entrance exam, um, mm-hmm. to go like the basic then down in Georgia. And during studying for my entrance, my entrance exam, I was like, you know what? I don't know. Like I had like a gut feeling of like, I don't think this is what I'm meant to do. And so I kind of like throughout that, I took my entrance exam and I failed and I was like, okay, this might, I think this might be a sign. And so I called my strength coach that I had Jim Crumpos at Arizona 
And I was like, Hey, like, I'm thinking of getting into strength and conditioning because a kind of light bulb went off in my head. I loved the weight room when I played my dad's a coach and I was like, ding, like strength coach. And so I reached out and he was like, Hey, like I have a spring internship, come live with me and the fam. Like, so freaking, I owe everything to Jim Crumpos because he really got me started. And the connection I was able to build with him where I played like a babysat his kids and everything. It was awesome. Um, so it really kind of got me going off in the right direction. I've been kind of running down this path ever since, but, um, that was a totally opposite end of the spectrum move for me coming out of my undergrad. So that was something to wrap my head around and kind of listen to my gut and take and run with me. That, that, that's pretty dope. That's something completely outside of strength and conditioning. It's funny. You said ATF. And the first thing I think about once I hear that stuff is a DMX song. Boom, boom, boom. Open the doors. ATF. Can you take guys out like DMX if you were running with the ATF or no? <laughs> that's what I said. That's like the that's the actually the envision that I had in my head of like those oh guys God. bounce. Yes. ATF come knocking on the door. They're gone. You yes, got chase them down, coach. You exactly. Go get them? And I was like, would I be able to do that? Like, I'd be like, you know what? I'm like so nice of a person. I'd be like, you know what? Let's just drop it on three, one, two, three, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't see myself, you know? And I liked it more for like, I wanted to be a behavior analyst. So like psychology is just like why people do what they do. And so uh -huh. that was kind of like that transition into like, okay, like I can still work with people. I can still see why people, how they respond, like, and all of that. But just from the sports world of things of something that I'm so, I grew up in and I'm so comfortable around. So it kind of all kind of worked out in the end, but yeah, it was a crazy kind of turn of events for me going into that senior year and finishing and like totally rerouting <laughs> from what I thought I was going to do with my life. <laughs> oh Lord. But that's good though. So you find yourself coaching now, you're pretty successful. So let's talk about your three tier philosophy that you spend about 10 minutes, like pouring your heart and soul out to me before I hit yes. the record button. And I got some notes here. So I'm, I'm following along. I might, you might say some new stuff, which is great. You know, um, so yeah, let, let's touch base on that stuff. That, that's pretty cool. And is, to be honest with you, this is like the first time I've heard of this type of system that you do with your kids. And I think it's awesome. Oh, that's incredible. awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. So yeah, so yeah, so I am, I'm like still refining it everything, but I kind of like this three tier model system on my head. So self-awareness, self-assessment and self-leadership. So the self-awareness portion is why my athletes do what they do, why they play the sport that they play. Um, so it's basically when there's, there's ups and downs in sports, how can you stay just committed to the process? Um, and with that, I do these focus cards for them. And um, I ask them why you do what you do. And I have them give me three answers and they can't just be one word answers. They have to be kind of well thought out. And um, just, I do that just so I can learn more about my athletes initially kind of meeting them off the bat. And then I get to just figure out like how they speak about things and how, or what their language is. And so I can better relate to them. And then mm -hmm. when things get hard, they have that kind of focus card that's made up of every, all the answers that they've given me, whether it be for their family to graduate, to um, just say, or a lot of them say, like this was God's given talent, like to, for me to be able to play this sport and they're driven by that as well. So whatever they're driven by, um, that keeps them the, why they do what they do. It's all on a focus heart. So they can always go back to that, whether it's the, the highs of the highs that come with sport or the lows of the lows that come with sports, they're always going back to, okay, I'm doing this. I'm waking up early because of this I'm sacrificing all of this because of this. And so it's just getting them to go back to to what really drives them, that self-awareness. So they know for themselves then as well. And then um, self-assessment. So their strengths, their weaknesses, their priorities, their goals, and kind of break that down of like, okay, their own personal goals, 
my goals I have for them in the weight room, the athletic trainers goals, if they are something that's something that they need, like recovery wise, anything with that, the assistant position coach goals, and then the head coach's goals for them. And it's kind of all on one sheet. So they're able to see that all in one place. And they're able to build from that. Okay. Everybody's on the same place. This is where I, my strengths are. These are my weaknesses is what, these are the habits that I can cut and everything's kind of right there. So that as they grow each year, they're able to just develop and you're seeing that transformation for however long they're with you, the four or five years that they're with you. Mm -hmm. And then the self-leadership kind of aspect is taking the information then from, excuse me, the self-awareness and the self-assessment and kind of creating their plan and treating them like a a pro. They have every resource that they could possibly need here. And so it's really saying, Hey, like, this is what helped me be successful. This is the habits I have to stay away from. Here's a prehab sheet, my individual workout and my nutrition supplements all in one place that I can refer back to so that they're able to then with those, they're learning about themselves. Because like I said before, like 18 to 22, like you're finding out exactly who you are as a person, what you like, what you dislike. And this is such a critical kind of point of our kids' lives. And we're with them 365 almost. And Mm -hmm. so making sure that through those four years of development, we're not only physically developing them, but we're also mentally and emotionally and everything developing them. And so they're going out and graduating and going to do kick-ass things in the real world once they're done with us and once they've graduated. And that's the biggest thing for me. I think when I was done playing, I struggled just being able to make a decision for myself. So I think with that kind of three tier of learning about them and then having that self-leadership at the end of being able to make those decisions, it just helps them when they do graduate being able, cause the real world, it doesn't slow down for anyone. It hits you in the face right when you're done. And um, that's the biggest kind of mindset that I have for kind of going through that three tier system and still refining it and getting through my first year here at Houston, being able to say, okay, like I've got my first year down. This was a lot to do. And then now developing even for myself as a coach, like, okay, how can I implement this into an even deeper level each year? So I like to grow as my athletes grow. Um, so it's kind of for the both of us, that's kind of how I break down my life. So I just kind of shared that with my athletes then too. Uh, that's awesome because no, you are right. And it, this is like the age, like 18 to what well, you might get a 17 year old one here and there, but you know, 17 to 22, 23, where they do have that identity crisis. You know, who am I as a person? Am I, you know, really a basketball football soccer player am i you know uh an, an account manager that i'm studying am i a sports science uh whatever degree person that i'm studying um you know and, and you know everyone suffers from it you know it's, it's I, I went through it as a football player in college and i really wanted to go play in, in the nfl um who doesn't at that level same thing with basketball who doesn't want to go play in, in a WNBA or the nba yes. um and then when those goals like start to fade those dreams start to fade away you, you start to get into like this depressed state but um i love what you do and that's awesome that you teach kids how to you know be self-aware you know assess your yourself and your current situation and the people around you um how to have leadership qualities because you need that in life right regardless if you have a ceo position or a you know standard employee position um you got to be a leader i i don't do that i do like a commitment continuum where i have like guys rate each other grade oh, each awesome. other and then you know, it's like you have your top 10%. It's like, hey, you guys got to try to get more people in that top 10% so that grows, you know, and everyone else in the middle has to try to put the bottom 10% out of that so we have more committed guys on the team. So, um, but I love what you do and helping kids out, especially at that age, because like you said, your, your, your days are planned out for you as an 18 yeah. to 22 year old. And it's like, wake up, routine begins till you go to sleep. 
you know, uh, but who's helping these kids write resumes, write cover letters. And I'm trying to help my guys too. you know, Hey, this is how you really want to address a cover letter. This is how you want to write a paper. This is how you yeah. want to do a research article. Don't make it bland, make it in depth, right? Be the rock star Absolutely. of the classroom, you know? So yeah. That's, that's awesome that you instill those qualities like in the weight room outside of just the whole, Hey, we're put some weight on the damn barn. Let's move it. Right. You know, no, how, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I was, was going to say, how do you, uh, how do your girls respond to that stuff? Do you do it with both, both teams? Yeah. So right now I've kind of, um, I've started kind of more so a little bit with basketball just because it's a smaller population and soccer, right, right. soccer again, that's kind of that we had 35 girls. Um, and so it was kind of managing everything by myself, um, the first year. So I, like I said, I'm still growing into that with both teams. Um, but they respond really well. They like the like individualized. So I kind of take their approach of like, okay, in postseason and summer, we're working everything as a team. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're team, this team that we're getting, okay, this is almost like the Valley of like, okay, this is where we put in all of our hard work so that we can peak in season, obviously. And so then in season, that's when it kind of becomes like that self-leadership, like a little bit of individualized programming based on like minutes, based on all of that. So they have based on like, okay, what they're going to see our athletic trainer for, like, we're going to make sure that we're mirroring that and we're modifying that like any strength coach would do in the weight room. But then it's their plan. They come in, they have their folders, they have their um, pre-competitive activity sheet. they have their own personalized, individualized um, program that they go through each week. And then we just kind of break it down from there. But they're coming in. They're kind of focused on it. We kind of take that away from the team aspect as we get into season um, and kind of let them go in, in season, if that makes sense. Okay. Now, do, do you also like within that packet? Because this is something I'm kind of like starting to dig into a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like personalizing, um, not necessarily, uh, like rehab strategies for some people who might need some, you know, extra stuff to work with the athletic trainer, but, uh, like cold tub, hot tub, I'll be honest. Like, I'm like the research I'm reading is like against it just because you could, you could get the same response from two things. One, do nothing or do an aerobic workout the next day. So it's kind of like, okay, pick your right. poison. Do you do the same thing over there? Do you have like, Hey, you know, you're a cold tub person. We need you in the cold tub at X time for whatever, or. Um, um, or, or so, am I crazy for having these ideas? No, no, no. You're not crazy at all. And that, I think with that, that's really just kind of talking with our like athletic trainer and okay. just kind of seeing like, Hey, like what kind of plan, like we're kind of, we communicate back and forth. Like I do with soccer for soccer and then basketball for basketball. Um, but just making sure we're on the same page. And like, if it's like mandatory, like, Hey, like everybody has to get in the cold tub today. Like that's kind of the more of approach of like, okay, everybody it's like mandatory. We've had X, Y, and Z this week, like at the end of the week, before you, before the end of the week comes, everybody has had to get into the cold tub, hot tub for X amount of time. It's not negotiable type of deal. Okay. So it's kind of like, Hey, we're, we're laying the game plan out for you. You just got to execute. Yes, exactly. Nice. All right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome stuff. So let's talk a little, let's talk a little bit of weight room stuff now, what, what, what yeah. you got, co- what you got cooking up in the kitchen with uh, some of your basketball soccer girls. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously breaking both sports down, um, just a lot of like single leg, all of that, just mm-hmm. single leg work. Um, I really keep it so simple for them. Um, just squat, hinge, push, pull core. Um, and I can really kind of keep that model throughout for both of them. And we're doing a lot of just, I, honestly working with, um, coach Alan Bishop, he's been phenomenal. I learned something new every day from him. Mm -hmm. Um, but really just working the extreme ranges of motion, um, and making sure that we're hitting all of that for both soccer and for, um, women's basketball, especially lower body half, um, just because knees obviously, um, and all of that's making sure they have their knee stability, hip mobility, ankle mobility, all of that. Um, but that's been a lot to learn uh, managing both sports. And it's so crazy how much they do 
or how similar they are compared to like, I never played basketball at all, never really watched like growing up. And so really kind of learning like the similarities, but also differences for both sports. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I keep it like, I really keep it pretty simple. We come in and they're doing their spot hinge, push full cords, either on tempo um, and we're working the whole range of motion. And then we kind of just switch exercises, obviously the next day. And then um, conditioning wise, like, we, I mean, in the summer with basketball, we'll start like with tempo runs on a Monday coming off for two days off. We'll hit sprint work on Tuesday off Wednesday, um, Thursday, we'll hit like a sort of jump rope. And then Friday, it'll either be like kind of some change of direction. It'll just be kind of low impact either. Um, I'm thinking this year and the girls are going to hate me, but like stadiums, um, just kind of like low impact kind of oh, stuff um, to do out in the, out in the sun and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of really what I've got going. But for me, it's, um, learning right now what my coaching kind of like style, my methods, my principles are. I'm still kind of refining those as a like new coach, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and we all should. I still, I still refine my uh, philosophy, you know, every other month. You know, it's like, hey, you know, some things I used to love to do that I don't even do no more. You know, it's yeah. uh, some things that I never w- wanted to do. I'm trying to implement and find ways. It's just, you know, it's always, it's like a never ending cycle. And I was telling my intern the other day, I said, you're going to ask yourself a question. You're going to answer it. And then a couple months later, you're going to ask yourself another question about that answer. And you're going exactly. you know, so, you to have yourself some more problems. That's the life of a strength coach, but um, that's cool stuff. How do you, how do you guys manage like the high heat? Do you guys get a lot of humidity out there? I, I'd imagine you do. We do. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah we do. How, so, how do you guys man, man, um, manage that stuff outside in the summer? So with that, um, so really men's basketball, they train first, like when we're started, like at like 6 45 AM. Um, and then women's basketball, we go between like eight, 15, eight 30. Um, mm-hmm. so we're out there kind of trying to beat the sun, but the sun is already up. So we kind of try to beat the like main heat of the day. Um, so we're, we get a lot of our training done in the morning for basketball mm-hmm. and then with soccer, either have soccer first at 6am. Like, so before the sun's coming up, we'll kind of get our running out of the way and then I'll lift them later in the day around 12. And then sometimes since, I mean, by the, by August, like we're playing outside in the heat and it's friggin' yeah. so hot, so humid. Um, and so we kind of transition into, okay, we're going to start training and running at 12 PM then when it does get hot. Um, and then we kind of, kind of move later into the day, but we really kind of manage it for them. Like I'm not going to burn them out and be in the heat 24 seven all summer long. Just be, excuse me, just because we do that all August, all September, all October, and it's still so hot during those months. So we're outside when we need to be outside and then we're inside when we need to be. So really, um, with, soccer kind of all throughout kind of dosages throughout the summer with basketball it's really just june and july and then as we get into august and september before practice starts we transfer everything indoor um, and on the court type of stuff um and then we just kind of roll from there okay how how long is it hot i I don't i don't live in texas obviously but (laughs) how long is like the humidity killing you guys for like like how many months last year it was probably from may to it was still hot in October from May to October. It's like, like half November, a year. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Jeez. it's blazing. And like August is probably the worst. July and yeah. August are probably the worst. No doubt. Yeah. August and July are the worst up here. August by far, but probably not nothing as close <laughs> to you guys. Jeez. You, girls play on turf or grass surface? Grass. Okay. Yes. Genius. Which is nice. Yes. <laughs> which is so nice. <laughs> do you see now, now that you said that grass, do you see like uh, like a minimized amount of injuries with your soccer girls playing on grass and you, I'm you not going to, yeah, 
Yeah. Knock on wood. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was, um, the main thing. I think we would go to the indoor sometimes that's our turf, um, Mm -hmm. and kind of train with different things, but for the most part, we were outside on the grass and we've, um, knock on wood. I really didn't have any last year. Um, and so that's been awesome to see turf is where you typically would see more in both male and female, but I figured, you know, female, since they're already predisposed to it, what what are some like, what are some like ACL, like, obviously you can't prevent it. Right. right. There's, there's no prevention. Uh, like, how do you like mitigate the chance of ACL with your girls? Like, what are some what are some of your like go to's that you never really get away from? Yeah. So really, for me, it's um, like front foot elevated split squats um, at a tempo, rear foot elevated, all of the single leg work. But I do a lot of glute work with the girls, too, and hip work. Okay. Um, and I found that that has um, has really been what's working for me, because um, a lot of athletes that, that I see, like, don't really know how to use their glutes to extend and kind of take that pressure off of like their quads and their knees anyways, mm-hmm. especially as they sprint, as they break down, as they decelerate and all that. So I really just do a lot of like glute work. And then we're, we're really, like I said before training, um, that full range of motion. So we're going like knees over toes. We're doing all of that in the rear foot elevated, um, and the front foot elevated split squats and all of that in our, um, squat in our, like, well, as we start like kettlebell and as we go zombie, as we go front squat and back squat, we're really just trying to, um, stabilize everything, stabilize that femur, um, and control it as much as we can in the weight room. So that when it does transfer over, um, and then we do, I do different like hop series, um, like over cones or just like single leg jumps and all of that. Um, with both, and then just kind of go from there. How well can you stabilize, um, and absorb all the force that you're putting out? Nice. Do you take your basketball girls out on, on the grass surface too, or do you just strictly keep them like court turf? No, I I take them out on the grass then as well. Like we'll we'll go on like the baseball field or the track and that's kind of where, but I'm hitting different surfaces with both teams. Nice. I see you see you're clicking on all cylinders out there, coach straight up rock star. Straight up. I'm trying every day. <laughs> Attacking the mental aspect, the physical aspect, and the environmental aspect. Man, you're just Absolutely. killing it down there. Awesome stuff. <laughs> that's awesome so stuff. Nah, no doubt. Um, anything else you want to touch base on? I, th- I think that, that stuff's pretty dope. Incredible. That's, that was great stuff. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Really? I, I mean, other than what was been cool this year is um, with soccer, I do all the GPS stuff. So we use a, um, a company called Titan. And so that's really kind of learning like their load, like their top speed and all that. So that's something I've been introduced to this past year. Um, okay. That has been awesome to kind of use. And um, we would kind of break that down. I, I do a daily report for the coaches and based off their load. And if it was anywhere, so they break it down. If you're above two, you're at like severe risk for being overtrained. If you're at 1.5 to 1.99, you're moderate risk. And if you're 1.49 or 0.8 to 1.49, you're optimal. Um, and so that was really cool to kind of see and how it translated over to what we were doing in practice and how we kind of made modifications and adjustments based off those numbers and mm-hmm. how, well, we had a great season this past season. We were, um, we made it to the conference, uh, tournament and that was great. And then we were one team out from the big one. Um, and so oh, that, wow. and that was the best season that we've had. Um, since our head, our previous head coach had been here. So it was awesome to kind of be a part of that. Everything was kind of just firing on all cylinders in terms of just coming together. Um, so that was great. And I think the, um, the data really kind of helped with that, but it was cool for me to see that because that was the first time I've ever really done it. Mm-hmm. And then on the basketball side of things with all the nutrition, so I also handle all the nutrition and the supplements for the girls. And so it was awesome to see kind of that side of things of like, okay, we're feeding them breakfast, lunch, um, and they're normally on their own for dinner, but, um, seeing how well and laying that out for them 
um, okay, this is what you have to eat at this time, just to make sure you're fueled for what you're about to do. And then here's what you're going to refuel yourself with. Here's hydration. Here are the supplements that we're giving you that are going to help. Um, so that's been really awesome to see too. Um, and so kind of being in having that responsibility for both teams and kind of managing that, that's been something that I've grown um, this past year for sure as a coach. No, no doubt. That's awesome. Now, now, now we're, you're getting into like my type of world and like thinking of like with GPS stuff. Cause I'm, I'm a dog with this stuff, man. I love it. Oh, I, I love that. Oh my gosh. I can't and we stop have talking have, about it. We <laughs> definitely have to have another conversation of like how you break everything down. Cause I'm still learning. So that's yeah, no it. doubt. So, cool. so with, with the GPS stuff, right. Cause I do it with, um, with our football guys. Awesome. Um, you know, and I got my metrics that I look for. What do you look for with soccer girls? So basically mine were, um, this year we're kind of picking out metrics that I understood the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and could comfortably explain to the coaches, okay, like this is what we're looking at. This is what we're breaking down. Um, and so we did an acute load. So, which was the daily load and then a chronic load over seven days. And so we spit Mm -hmm. out that formula and that's what gave me where they were at kind of load wise, if they were going to be in the red, in the, um, orange or in the green. Um, and so that's kind of what that broke down. And then, um, their distance, obviously that we were hitting, um, throughout practice. So, and all of that is based around a game. So, um, our center backs were hitting anywhere from like 10 to 12 miles a game. So we had to make sure that they're getting that volume broken down through in the weeks so they're able to hit it then um come match day and then um the acceleration deceleration and a speed zone of four so right underneath the sprint just to see kind of where they're at there and then a sprint count um so how often they were hitting um and getting above that five meters per second and that's kind of what i did for them on the daily now right, that's dope that's dope i, I kind of do the same thing with football but i'm kind of tracking like you know total distance obviously you get a bunch of junk yards high i correlate that back to their high speed distance what's the percentage of both you know yes um speeds i mean we use polars um oh, awesome speed sprints you know cute the chronic stuff like that excels decels um and with just something oh, yeah, sorry with, with, yeah no no you're right yeah with the polars yeah so i just, I just go i'll just dig into their raw, raw data and pull that stuff out okay do with the polars you also get their heart rate too yeah, we do. Yeah. That's awesome. That's one of the things that Titan doesn't have um, that okay. I wish that they did, but that is one thing, especially with soccer um, mm-hmm. because polar lays it out. So awesome. Just in the like different colors and I uh, like yeah, it's yeah. So color coordinated, and that's basically how my mind works is like color coordination. Everything in my life is color coordinated. So yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I no love doubt. that. No, that's awesome. I, that and, is- and, and it's funny because a lot of people say, you know, why are you using polar? They, they, people ask me like, why do you use polar with football? You know, you don't really need to look at the heart rate guys, you know, a play last X, they get X amount of rest and they're back on the sideline. It's like, dude, listen, we'll, we'll use it throughout the year in yes. training and in camp when it's important. Cause God forbid if a guy's, if a guy's like 45 minutes into his maximal heart rate zone in a two hour practice, the coach, we yes. got to pull this guy out of damn practice. Exactly. You know, so just having yep. that information is critical, you know, to assess his internal load. But one thing we've done, um, at the end of the season last year, was, you know, I put all this, these numbers together and we had our, you know, numbers for our, you know, outside receivers, slot receivers, our running backs, line, blah, 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 DBs, linebackers. That's how we kind of created our conditioning and speed program. Oh, awesome. off season. So I don't know if that's something you've done. Um, if not you have it, I would you. say go back and look at that stuff. And it'd be very right. interesting that you can kind of start to individualize um training like like that for your players that's pretty that is so awesome because it does give us the capability to be able to break it up by position i just haven't played around with those kind of capabilities yet on the back end of stuff but Mm -hmm. it's already kind of all broken up with that information so i really would just have to go back and look from because i only had them wear it during practice and games instead of and i think this year i'm going to have them wear it or 
uh, during conditioning then too, when they work with me, um, especially in like preseason, all that stuff, just to see kind of where I'm at as well. But um, yeah, that's awesome to make note of because I definitely will. Cause I would love to do a more individualized approach. Like I do with basketball with mm-hmm. soccer this upcoming year for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt. Cause I'd imagine, I mean, you played soccer, so, you know, like you're, Yes. I mean, you, you, you got your strikers that might not cover a lot of ground because they're probably just like gazelle types, straight linear players. And you got your exactly. midfielders that circle around and run all the way up and down the field. So they probably don't need <laughs> yes. they probably don't need as much sprint work, but they need as much, you know, like I don't want to say aerobic, like like, like endurance work and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, touching that. So that'd be pretty cool if you, if you could break all that stuff down and we'll get back on the podcast at another time. You'd be, you know, a, a soccer yeah. expert outside of that. <laughs> yes. No, that's so awesome. I would totally be down for that. Not dope. So that's pretty cool. All right. So listen, hey, like I said, I don't want to crush your time because I know personal time, you need that before you travel and you're about to travel out. So that's, you know, take care of that stuff. But I, listen, I appreciate you taking the time out on, on the weekend to, you know, hop on. This is, this is great information, great stuff. This is cool. This is fun. Um, and we definitely got to get you back on here again. That sounds great. Thank you so, so much for having me. Like I said, I'm so excited that we were able to finally connect and looking forward to the next time. No, no doubt. And I'm going to ask you one last question, right? And I ask this to all my guests. If you weren't a strength and conditioning coach, what else would you be doing outside of teaching? Because that's what people always say. Yes. Um, now, you said you would have been an ATF, right? Special uh, agent, yeah. Right, agent. But uh, let, let, let's scratch that out too, right? <laughs> if you weren't a coach or an ATF agent, what would you be doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I probably would be, Does like, can I say like sports psychologist? Ah, it's tied Is that too field. close? Yeah, that's fine. As a psychologist, psychologist. Yeah, I would say psychologist because I still like I'm so so fascinated about why people do what they do. So like some psychology and some sort of aspect of like and just being around people. So like helping them kind of discover about themselves. I think that would be something that I would still be interested in and want to do. Okay. You're like a part-time psychologist because with the you know the, the yeah. tier system that you do with your kids, that's pretty that's pretty much tied in there. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. So tied in. Yeah. Some sort of way, but yeah, definitely that. Or yeah, I can't think of anything else. Maybe just like a soccer mom of like a bunch of kids. Driving driving a minivan. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. Awesome. Well, coach, appreciate your time and we'll definitely get you back on at some point. Awesome. Thank you so much. Don't forget to go to my website, coachgeograssi.com. Become a subscriber so you can get your 20% off any Thorn product. Thanks for listening.